1: Hello
2: friends and welcome to Thursday's edition of the Kings of Anglia pod. The sun is shining, I've got Saharan dust all over my windows. I don't know if you experienced any of that yesterday boys, the red the red rain that we had with the Saharan desert dust, but it's all over Heath Tower's windows. Absolutely shocking. I'm your host Mark Heath and with me today are three kings, three of the, the four, the five, I guess you include me. I'm going to start today with our very own answer to Jason Statham, still being snubbed by Twitter for that elusive blue tick, the doctor of lifting weights, Stuart Watson. How are you? I'm
3: <laughs> oh, good, thank you. I've seen a few people saying um, on the comment section, "Well done for finally embracing my baldness and, and shaving it off." I wasn't aware that i hadn't I hadn't been doing that. It's been it's been fully shaved for quite some time. You've not been in denial. For for a long time, and I think you were, you were, there was ever a period of denial was there with you, Watto? Like you see with, with some people. No, sometimes it might it might it might grow a few millimeters longer than necessary through laziness. But um, no, in in general, I've not been trying. I've never tried to cling on. That was a battle. Light. I knew I was losing early doors. Outstanding.
2: Um, someone who, in contrast, is extremely hairy, all over his body. I'm led to believe, the boy, the prospect, the beard, Roscoe. My friend, you went with us on Monday. How are you?
1: I'm very well and, um, yeah, still very hairy, as you pointed out. Um, although Stu, I want the beard back, my friend. I enjoyed the beard. I like the beard.
2: Yeah, I like the I beard. Stu with a beard was was hits different, as the kids say. Yeah. Um, James
1: Collins, absolutely. James Collins look, yeah, absolutely.
2: Uh, and then finally this week, but by no means least, of course, the man Hutch Hogan, Andy Hutchzilla, Warren. Friend, how are you?
0: I'm all right, mate. I've got, um, we talk a lot about hair on here, don't we? It's, it's just come to my. It's the manscape attention. thing. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's that we do talk a lot about hair.
2: You, you're freshly shorn yourself, aren't you? Just recently.
0: Uh Yeah, last last week. Yeah, I think we've actually already discussed my haircut on the podcast. I can't as remember well, what we as talk well. About. Um, I can't. Yeah, once a month, cut it short, let it grow. Job done. Rinse, repeat. Excellent.
2: And you're looking very good. If, if, I, if I, I don't, you don't mind me saying, right? Then, friends, today. Um, Ahead of no midweek, or rather after the fact there was no midweek game, thus um, we need something meaty to get our teeth into. I thought what we'd do today is something um, we did as a written piece of content earlier this week. Kieran McKenna has now played 15 games as Eastwich Town Manager. He's not technically played them, of course. The players have played them. Um, And so earlier this week, I went back and took all of Andy Hutch Warren's match ratings over that time um, for players who qualified. So just remind me what you have to do to qualify. Let the listeners know. Actually, you have to play a certain amount of minutes in a game, don't you? 15 minutes. So players who played at least 15 minutes in a game get a rating. Averaged all them out over the number of games they played um, and came up with an average rating for each player over McKenna's first 15 games. Sam Morsey, I suppose unsurprisingly, was top of that particular rating with 7.5 average per game. And bottom of the heap was a certain James Norwood. With a rather miserable five point seven over the games that he's qualified for, and you put those ratings together before we start getting into the the nitty gritty of each player, because we're all gonna you're all gonna give them ratings over the piece. Does that sound about right to you, Morsey top, Norwood bottom over those fifteen games?
0: Yeah, I was quite yeah I was quite <clears throat> not surprised, but I was quite pleased with the order in which they they came out when I saw that you'd written that up. Um, you do kind of wonder how it all kind of knits together as you know player ratings is a vibe it's a it's a fluid moving moving beast um yeah i think i as you'll see when we do this the great the numbers that i'm going to give the players now are going to be very different to what the average rating kind of came out as from the games but um but yeah i thought i thought it was pretty pretty decent order in the end excellent i'm glad you're pleased with it
2: um Well then, friends, we're going to do it by position. Scores will be given out of 10. Half marks are allowed, e.g. 6.5. Hutchie's having none of that, so there won't be any half half marks from Hutchie, it seems. Not from me. And what we'll do is we'll talk about each player, um, and then I'll ask you for your scores at the end of our little chat. So each of you will talk about each player. And we're going to start, of course, with a man between the sticks, Christian Walton, who's played 14 games kept 10 of those 11 clean sheets. Laddke doesn't really qualify because he's only played one game. Um, And I said players must have played three games at least to get the average rating and qualify for the list. So I'm going to start with you, Vin Diesel up there, Stuart Watson. (laughs) Christian Walton, your thoughts on Walton over McKenna's first 15 games?
3: Uh, Outstanding. He's very much in the conversation now in terms of the best goalkeeper since. People are debating whether he's... Overtaken Bartosz Bielkowski already. Um, maybe a little bit premature for that conversation. People forget how good Bart was over a prolonged period of time in a division higher for Ipswich, but there's definitely an argument that his all-round skill set um, is better than Bart's in terms of the way he commands his box, the way he deals with with aerial balls in, into the box. Bart's um, highlights real for saves was, is outstanding I, I quite often see that pop up on social media and we will always give that give that a watch because it brings a smile to the face but what what an outstanding signing to have got him permanently um which hopefully have got their goalkeeper to come for many years
2: mm. roscoe walton
1: tell me about him
3: 10 clean sheets eh Laddie, that was uh
1: yeah he's had a great Great, been brilliant since McKenna's come in. He was he was great under Paul Cook, really. A little shaky moments and stuff. Um, signed permanently in January, which was I think one of the best signings of, of the window. Um, he's made some really crucial saves, and I think that's one thing for a successful team having a, a very good goalkeeper. So I like, well, I like him a lot.
2: Hutchie, the washing machine. Your thoughts?
0: i can't really add much more to those <clears throat> those two descriptions he's he's a, he's a very solid goalkeeper he's got all of the attributes um and hopefully he'll be here for a, a very long time um he has had some games where he's not had an awful lot to do and a lot of credit for that has to go to the players in front of him as well but um mm. you kind of also know that if he did have something to do he'd he would uh he would execute that well sometimes he has games where all he has to do and i say all where his kind of notable impact is is kind of plucking balls out of the air and something that he's we know that he's very good at catching crosses but he's also a very good puncher of the ball i see a lot of got you see a lot of goalkeepers who um just flail up. they 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 want to punch it but they're not very good at punching the ball he's a, a, he's a good puncher of the football which sometimes you need to do so um yeah he's been he's been excellent hopefully
2: is for many years superb right as arbiter of the ratings holder of those scores, Hutchie. I'm going to come to you first on all of these scores. So, first of all, out of 10, Christian Walton, under Kieran McKenna, scores on the doors, please.
0: Uh, higher than uh, than his actual cumulative match rating. He's eight.
2: Eight out of 10. I think his average rating across those 15 was 6.9. But I guess that's a lot of that to do with games where he's not got much to do. Um, Watto, out of 10?
3: Uh, I've gone slightly higher. I've gone for a nine. I don't Ooh. know if he could have done a, a huge amount more over 15 games to keep, what, 10 clean sheets in the 14 games he's played. And, um, yeah, if I can't give him a nine, then I, I don't know. I've, I've set the bar there with a nine for Christian Walton.
2: You've gone high early. I like this. A positive start. Eight, nine. Roscoe, what's your score?
3: Um,
1: I'm going actually 10 because why what? not? Ten clean sheets. I think the goals he did concede weren't really his fault. Um. Ten. Why not?
2: You've gone perfect. They never give a perfect score on the first episode of Strictly Come Dancing, but you've gone early doors there. An eight, a nine, and a ten. Wow, what a start. So Christian Walton doing very well indeed. Right, let's do defenders now, boys. Mr. Consistency, the Donations, Janoy Denashians played 15 games. I think his average rating over those 15 games was above the seven, 7.1. Hutchie, kick us off. Your boy Janoy. <laughs>
0: he's not my boy um i uh, don't think he'd want to be my boy um but he has he's found a role they found a role for him which suit which has all of the aspects that makes him a good player kind of in one he he's a defender first and foremost we know that so a right-sided center back that's a job first and foremost um but he does have the ability to get forward um which we know he can do. It's something he's getting better at as well, but he's not being relied on to do it as as maybe a a fullback would, certainly a Paul Cook fullback would. So he's found the perfect role for him. He's as calm as you like um, through games, doesn't get flustered, and he is getting to the byline more and more and more to kind of threaten threaten for his team. So um,
2: he's one that's really enjoying life under Kieran McKenna. Like it. <clears throat> Stuart Watson, Genoa
3: Ashton, you have referred to him before as
2: potentially player of the season. Tell me about him.
3: it has got to be in that conversation, I would say, over the piece. If you're talking from game one all the way through to now, he is Mr. Consistent. I think actually that tag probably does him a bit of a disservice in many ways because he's he's been more than that. He's, um, he's not only been part of this blue wall that you've dubbed that has kept kept the goals out, but he's been a major part of the attack as well. He's been this marauding wide centre-half that um, I think has really taken Wes Burns' game to a, to a new level. Let's not underestimate the role that Genoa has had in in those two sort of linking up down that side. So, um, yeah, another one that we can speak very, very highly of. I love Genoa Donation. Roscoe, do you love him as much as I
2: do?
1: Oh, yeah, I'm a big fan of JD. Um, he's got that bromance with Wes Burns. Um, he's finally found his role in that back three, which is great to see. Um, if he scored, if he does, oh, if he scored against Morecambe, that chance he had, he'll be getting a ten from me. But um, <laughs> I'll get, get on to my rating in a second. But no, he's been has been fantastic. Excellent.
2: I, I call him your boy Hutchie, because you're the one who t- term, coined the term the denizens, of course. So that's why he's your boy. What score is he getting from you? From me, uh, he's also
0: getting. He's getting a nine. Oh, he's, he's getting a nine. He would be an eight point five, but half points are a cheat's way out,
2: lads. <laughs> uh, okay, so he's getting nine. Solid, very solid indeed. Roscoe, you've already given one ten. Surely not going to hand out another one.
1: No, um, he deserves it to be fair. But I'm going to give him a nine because he that miss at Morecambe. I know he didn't know where it was, but. Um, yeah, I think nine is what he says. Hopefully, a goal will be coming for J.D. because he hasn't scored, has he, for town at all. So, hopefully, a goal is coming from him at some point.
2: Absolute scenes. How about The Rock? What do you make of this, <laughs> Stewie?
3: <laughs> um, I'm sorry, Andy. I'm, I'm taking the cheats way out because yes. I just can't separate an eight or a nine in my mind. And so, I've gone for the 8.5. Nice. I like early doors. We're
2: seeing how this is going to play out. We've got Ross going really high because he's lovely and happy and optimistic. And got a of the more serious analytic journalist going a bit lower. So Ross has given a nine. We've got an 8.5 and we've got a nine from Hutchie. Next up, and I'm going to start with you, Roscoe. One of the players who's become most resurgent under McKenna, just as Andy Hutch Warren told you he would be. The wolf, the big bad wolf, Luke Wolfenden, played 15 games. Like Dynastion, he's averaging 7.1 in terms of our actual ratings over those games. What have you made of Luke?
1: Ah, thriving. Uh, Me and Andy did a video when McKenna came in, which players would thrive. And Andy went, Luke Wolferton, and he was right. Um, He has been calm, assured. Uh, What other words we can use? Solid, because we've kept clean sheets. Um, Once again, he's just lacking that goal. If he can score from the corner, if we can score from corners, I think that would be the extra thing to his game. But he's just been a key part in this backline under McKenna. And um, I just love watching him play. um, And it's just great to see. I saw Andy did a story this morning. He's going to hit 100 games Mm. on this weekend, which is, wow, it's crazy, actually. Um, And I think he could have left in January if a new manager didn't come in. So he's been Fantastic.
2: Yeah, um, Hutchie's done a nice little bit of an analysis on, on Wolfenden's story at town. Um, you can go and read that now uh, online this morning. It was a very good read. Hutchie, I was, I was staggered in there actually to, to read that he's now second in terms of appearance makers that are currently at the club, which I know he's been around a little while, but that, again, 100 games doesn't seem a lot. Um, what have you made of mm-hmm. Luke? You rightly said that he was going to be one of the players who would shine under McKenna. Has he Has he shone more than you expected? Probably more than, yeah, more than, more than I expected.
0: But I, I expected him maybe to come into the team and, and kind of benefit that way by playing more mm. football. Um, we know, we've always known what Luke Wolfenden can do. We, we've known that he's calm on the ball for, for a centre back. We know that he's comf- more comfortable on the, the ball than most. We know that he can read the game well. Um, but he's never, by his own admission as well, never put it all together. Um, as consistently as he is now. I think the role in the middle of that back three really, really suits him. Um, And he's reading the game exceptionally well. He's, he's covering for others. He's the one that kind of sweeps up when things are needed. Um, And he's been, um, he could very easily have gone very, very easily could have left in January if this manager change didn't, didn't happen. But um, I think it's, to Ipswich's benefit that, that that's happened that we've already seen to Downs and Dezel kind of move on. Um, to have seen Wolfenden leave as well would have been would have been sad, but he's got a manager who trusts him and has improved him as a player, and that's um that's been really good to see.
2: Mm. What have you made of him, Stewie?
3: <clears throat> the thing that's impressed me the most is he's taken some other parts of his game to a new level, most notably the sort of physicality and aerial duels. He's added that that part of his game. to what we already knew is, as the boys have said, someone who's calm, ice cool, sometimes too ice cool. But, you know, we knew he can bring the ball out from the back. We knew he was unflustered. Um, but he looks like he's handling the big physical 1v1 duels that much better now as well. So, um In some ways, I mean, I think he himself described last season as being very average Mm -hmm. for himself. Maybe that's why he ended up staying. You know, if he had that little bit more stock in the transfer market and people had been after him as they were, Downs and Dazelle, then I'm I'm sure Paul Cook would have been maybe tempted to cash in there as well. So perhaps it was a blessing in disguise that he's had this little quiet period in his Ipswich Town career because ultimately it's meant he's stayed. And Ipswich have got a... uh, A hell of an asset on their hands. Mm. Hutchie, arbiter of the ratings. What we giving
2: the Wolf? Uh, Nine, nine. Stewie, nine. Roscoe, I'm
1: going to give him. I'm going to give him an eight because of his hair for changing his (laughs) hair. Um, Yeah, that is harsh. I'm sorry, sorry, Wolfie. (laughs) Um, I just slim, slim shading and all that. I just yeah. You're not a fan. Not a fan. Not a fan. Good
2: plan. Hachi, do you ever take haircuts into account when you're given the ratings? Uh yeah. You do? Yeah. It
0: goes in yeah, it does. Because yeah, it goes into the mix. It's not gonna give you an extra point or not, but it might it might make you make me watch you a little bit more. There's eleven players out there on the pitch. Can't I can't watch them all at all times. So if if you turn up with looking like like Slim Shady, or having watched the club's Coffee Club video yesterday, George Edmondson was calling him Philip Schofield <laughs> with his with his latest. Uh, <clears throat> it might it might make it might make him stand out to me a little bit more. So if you do want some extra points, if any of any of you are listening, Ipswich Town players, then um,
3: has, has Philip turn... Schofield ever been bleached blonde? Is, was that he's, he's got grey hair? Isn't silver he? fox? Isn't it? Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Hmm. Well, well, that's football banter for you. That, I, can,
2: I guess it could go either way, though, couldn't it? Actually, so if they're standing out more because of their barnet and they have a, a stinker, you're going to notice them more. Goes isn't ways. Yeah, isn't
3: it? it's yeah. a risk. It's a risk. So it's it's if, a yeah, risk. It's like wearing bright boots or or gloves or Under Armour. You better be a good player if you're exactly. going to if you're going to draw that attention to yourself. If you're going to get some sort of wacky haircut, then then play well. Like the day that Lukey
0: has. The day Dominic Thompson turns up with with blue in his hair rather than red, that's going to be a big day. If for him, if that if that ever does actually happen, if I was him, that would have happened already. I'll be honest, I'd have probably would have gone all in a bit earlier. You're at Ipswich now. Um We'll get on to him in a minute.
2: Mm. Yeah, I'd like you to do that, though, Hachi. What, dye blue. my hair? Yeah, blue hair. Why not? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> right then, moving on swiftly. Um Big George. Sadly, we know he might be out for the season. Big George Emerson has been a rock at the back. Um, I think average-wise, he averaged at about 6.6 over the 15. He had a couple of fours in there, Hutchie, um, which dragged his score down. But clearly, he's been really important. 14 games he's played under McKenna. Just missing that last one, of course. First one through injury. Tell us about Big George, Hutchie.
0: Yeah, we know he's a really important player to Ipswich. But I would I would argue he played better football under Paul Cook. Um that's not to say that he's not been important to this team. Of course, he has. He's a he's a he's a good defender. Uh, he's a he's a consistent performer, and that that those fours you've mentioned are, are the reason why the 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 ratings on the kind of the the average scale, um, mm. why they will come out lower than all of these now because it, it's kind of you get dragged down by a bad game for the entire mm. team, and probably uh, the goal that he gifted at Bolton is going to have. Uh, been one of those off the top of my head. That wasn't a, a great moment for him, but he responded to that well. Um but probably not for me hitting the same heights that he'd hit under under Paul Cook. But that's that's not necessarily a bad thing. He's still a consistent performer, but maybe not being relied upon quite as much.
2: Mm. Okay. Fair enough. Stewie, your take on Big George.
3: <clears throat> Echo those thoughts. He's been he's been good, but not we can't talk about him in the same way we were going back a, a few months' time, where we was talking about. Well, he's a, he's a nine every game. George Edmondson has just been outstanding. He's not hit those same heights, so we don't want to do him down too much. But he's just he's just dropped below that a little bit in in the last few weeks. Um, I think the score will reflect sort of. But I don't think he's been. Uh, he's not been the the, the uh, top performing member of of that back three. I would say. Okay. Rossi, agree?
1: Yeah, echo what the boys just said. Um, of course, he had a black eye for a few games as well. Of course, he was showing that black eye. So, um, he's a hard boy. Um, I'm sure you are like that. He feels he's a hard nut to crack. But, um, yeah, it's going to be a big miss, of course, cause with his injury.
2: If I was doing the ratings, he'd get automatically you'd get an extra point for having a black eye. Fantastic. He um, had two at one point. Two Both. black eyes. Just give him a 10, no matter how he plays. Double R. Um, Hutchie, you're the man who actually does give the ratings and I assume not influenced by such things as facial damage. Um, but what are you giving George? George is getting an eight. Solid eight. The muscles from Braintree, Stuart Watson, what are you saying?
3: <laughs> oh, this is going to carry on to the end of the show, <laughs> isn't it? Uh, 7.5.
2: 7.5. 8, 7.5. Roscoe.
1: Um, I was going to give him a seven, but because I remember the black eye he's getting eight just for that extra. So hair gets downgraded if you've got bad hair, and if you look hard, get one more.
2: Excellent. That's that's the ratings that I like. So two eights and a seven point five. Um, right then, Dominic Thompson is next. I know technically he's he's playing a bit further forward, but he is definitely um by trade a defender. He's played ten games, obviously at left wing back. Um, average wise, I think he came out pretty poorly, about six point one over those games. Um, Roscoe, you you kick us off with Dominic Thompson. What have you made of him since he's come over on loan?
1: He's been alright. Um, he showed flashes of quality. What, what you know, he, he played in the Premier League, didn't he, for yeah. Brentford a few, a few games? Um, he's just been alright. There's nothing for me. There's nothing else for me to add. I don't mind him as a player, but he doesn't. Exciting, I think I like his passion after games. He's always you know clapping the fans and stuff. I think if he changes his color blue, I think then he'll be that more passion will come through. But um, (laughs) he's been all right. Uh, throw ins, yeah, does the job in that position, but there's nothing else. Man, go to Stu Andy, they'll they'll add more.
2: Excellent. Uh, let's go to Stu then, Dominic Thompson. What have you made him, Stu? He's been all right.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Um yeah, I wasn't sold on him straight away. He didn't hit the ground running. Maybe that was understandable given his kind of lack of lack of senior game time this season, but I think he's he's improved as time's gone on. I don't think it's helped that he's got those natural comparisons to not being the dynamic Wes Burns presence on the on the opposite side of the pitch. He's a he's more of a left back playing at left wing back than a than a winger playing there, but He's grown on me as time's gone on. He's been pretty consistent. He's certainly technically very good. There's been times when Selena's played that those two look like they've had a, a bit of an understanding. So um yeah, he's not set the world alight. I think there's more to come from him, but um he's been he's been a solid enough addition. What have you made of him then, Hutchie? As I say, the, the, the average score
2: came out of six point one over the ten games he's played so far. You that about right for you? yeah it right ballpark i think that probably represents a, a slower start
0: um and maybe played catch up a bit on his numbers in that in that mm. period um he's a left back playing at the left wing back wes burns is a right winger playing at right wing back that i don't think the comparisons are particularly fair on him um but i would say he's played certainly played his part in the recent clean sheet um run um but has kind of he took responsibility for the the goal they conceded at Morecambe, um, mm. which would have added if that hadn't gone in, that would have added another clean sheet and um and another three points to their to their total. So um, yeah, I quite like him as a player, but I, I think he's always going to lose out when you compare him to what what's going on down the other side of the pitch where you've got Danass- you got Danasian. And Burns, a well-oiled machine. There's not a well-oiled machine down the left. Edmondson's kind of on his wrong wrong foot, um, which at times doesn't hugely help that partnership. And, and Thompson's a more naturally defensive player. So I think that's probably where he's losing out rather than his own actual
2: uh, actual
0: um, ability.
2: Okay. What are you giving him? Scores on the doors time. Grudging six. Six from, from Hutchie. Roscoe.
1: Mm, I think I'm going to follow suit because he's been a right six.
2: All right. Gets you a six. Wato.
3: I'll stick an extra 0. 0.5 on there. 6.5. 6.5. Hutchie's loving that.
2: Right then. <laughs> um, that's that's the regular starters done. There's two more players to discuss. Let's do them both together just for, for time reasons. Um, backups now. Matt Penny and, and KBY Kane-Vincent Young. Penny's played three games under McKenna. Average about 6.3. KBY's played four average five point eight Stewie, what do you
3: make of these two haven't really played played a huge amount so there's not there's not loads to be said about either of them really I think Penny's last start was at Bolton I wasn't at that game but Andy tells me and everything I've I've watched and read that he had a bit of a, a stinker in that match and, and hasn't appeared since um came Vincent Young is it I'll just Accrington and Wimbledon. I've got him down for starts there. I can't really remember he loads about off. him. Yeah, late on in <laughs> one of those games. So there's there's a reason neither of them. There's a reason Ipswich went out and and signed a left back in in January. Um, Kane still might have a role to play if if hmm. Touchwood. Hopefully this doesn't happen. But where's Burns? Finally gets a, a knock that keeps him out for a game game or two or more but um, not loads to say on these two to be honest Hutch is there a route back for either of these two
2: Uh, more so I'm probably thinking of of Kvy because not too long ago Kvy was the one of the kind of crown jewels the guy who was going to surge forward and almost single-handedly lift town into the championship when he was back from his injury Um, and clearly still not quite the player he was Uh, what what have you made of these two Uh,
0: to answer your your first question the route back seems quite tough mm. to me, um, particularly for Matt Penny. Um, so we'll, we'll see, but I, I would say that need, I, I think they're both better players than they've shown under McKenna, not just in terms of the games that they've played, but um, the sort of the number of games that they've played, but also their performances within those games. I I've, Without going, Oh, we know about Vincent Young. Of course we do I, without going overboard on Matt Penny. Um, He's had some absolute stinkers in an Ipswich at uh, uh, um, at Plymouth in particular, and then Bolton, as Stu said. But he's also he's also the closest thing to a proper wing back that they've they've got for that left side, I would say. But but, but again, as Stu said, there's a reason they recruited Thompson. So under McKenna, they've not they've not really they've not really shown an awful lot.
2: Ross Have you got anything to add?
1: Yeah, I completely forgot about Vincent Young's red card against Wimbledon. Um, I think because that was a, a great night all round and I think that just it just happened like, like last minute, did it? And yeah. it was, We it? Yeah, whatever. We're 10 men down, but we won the game 2-0. Happy days. But um, yeah, I forgot we had Penny as well. Um, yeah, he's had a few stinkers. Um, so he's going to get a bad rating from me. Fair enough. Right then, um, two
2: scores required then, Hutchie, for these two. You can give them the same score. You can give them different scores. What are we going to go for? A pair of fives, a pair of fives making a ten. So, a <laughs> Penny, perfect. A Matt Penny and a Kvy equal a single Christian Walton under Rossi scoring so far. Whato? What are you saying? Don't think I can disagree with that. Excellent. So fives all round so far. Rossi. Uh,
1: I I just can't remember Matt Penny doing much. So he's gonna get a he's gonna get free. Oh. Um, Yeah, and Vincent Young, well, he should get a three as well because he got sent off in a game, but I let him off because he's, you know, KBY, all that. Certified baller. He's getting a four.
2: (laughs) Certified baller gets a four.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. Three and a
2: four and a bunch of fives as well. Right then, Hutchie, I'm going to start with you here because it's Sam Morsey. He was your main man in the rating. 7.5 over his 11 games that he's been available for. Wax Lyrical and Heap Platitudes. On Super Skipper Sam, mm.
0: I honestly can't imagine there's been a better midfielder in the division over the two and a half months that we're talking about here. Um He's changed the the way that he's being used now, and the way that he's performed has kind of, has, has kind of changed the game for Ipswich in terms of what they're they're able to do. We saw that the weekend. Um where once he had gone off, they lacked the midfield thrust and uh, an ability just to move the ball forward through the middle of the pitch from from the middle middle of midfield. Um, he's been he's been outstanding under Kieran McKenna and he's been the player that I thought Paul Cook had signed. Um, I think there were there were times under Cook where I'm sure there I'm sure that there was more expected of him um during that time, and I think Cook will probably be disappointed that he wasn't the man to kind of unlock this from a a player he knew so well but um in twenty twenty two he's been um he's been
1: outstanding mm, absolutely
2: uh rossi tell me about morsey
1: what a player of course he gets injured of course he does richards town the curse always happens uh I'll, you know, I think everybody definitely, Hutchie was so pleased that he finally got his goal, his first goal for the club. Um, I'm sure he can hopefully score many more to come. But um, he's just been fantastic at midfield and it's it's great to see. Um, he's getting a 10 because he's just getting a 10. I'm jumping in the ratings already. Not asked, I'm not even asked to score yet, Rossi. I'm sorry. You've, but you've, got, he's you've just, got excited. You've gone early. You've got excited. But no, he's, he's been fantastic. And um, fingers crossed he's going to be all right in terms of injuries and stuff. Hmm.
2: people talk about obviously opening his account let's not overlook that tremendous assist he had the other week uh, to Caden Jackson that was real vision um Stewie is there a certain irony to the fact that Paul Cook told us that Sam Morsey was going to be a one-man wrecking crew um didn't quite happen under Cook but since McKenna's come and he's been superb he's played he's played better under McKenna than he did under his old mate Paul Cook
3: yeah probably varying reasons for that I think it (laughs) judging from the outside looking in, it maybe took Sam a little while to get his head around the fact that he'd made that move so late in the summer window. I don't think it mm. was, well, we know it's not one that he was expecting or indeed wanted to make going into the 31st of August. So maybe he had to get his own head around that. Then he was part of a team that was completely brand new and all bedding in around him and trying to suddenly be the captain of a, a completely new group, I guess has its difficulties. So, there was that element to it. And and secondly, he wasn't, we now know, wasn't really being used the correct way in that as one mm. of two sort of sitters in that midfield where they had to sit because Paul Cook wants his fullbacks to bomb on and and you need those two holders to kind of cover cover the gap. So that really put the shackles on him. But um Kieran McKenna has unlocked something completely different in him. He's now suddenly this this forward thrust in midfield getting into the box. Late, sort of John Walkesque. Um scored one goal, could have had more. Um he's just been a, a real leader and he's he's put the team on his back at times and his it's just infectious energy has kind of spread throughout the team. And the biggest compliment I can give him is is do I think Ipswich are gonna make the playoffs now? No. Why? Because Sam Morsey's out. I think that's that's the main that's the main factor that prevents me from thinking this this can happen now. Just like to say, welcome back, Watto. Asking himself questions and answering them.
2: That's two there, listeners, for the price You're of welcome. one. Back to back. Right, and we know Roscoe is given a ten. Hutchy, I'm I'm seeing you very much as our Craig Revel Horwood on this particular panel. You're going low, um, but if anyone's going to get a ten, it's like the, the final of Strictly Come Dancing, where they just give everyone tens, and Craig finally gives a ten. Is Morsey getting a ten? <laughs> no, he's not getting a ten. He should have no. five.
0: He should have five
2: goals. Yes, at
0: this, I like at this it. point. Uh, he's getting a nine. Getting he needs nine. to score. He needs to score. He needs to score goals.
2: That that would true. That would truly take him to just beyond the stratosphere. Absolutely love that. Very much like Craig Revel Horwood when someone's just smashed out a dance routine. and He goes, "Didn't like the shape of your hand." Nine. <laughs> well, that, that's
3: that's very apt that you should mention that with Sam Morrissey. Given I don't know, people have probably noticed his very sort of strange, splayed fingers running style when when he runs. Look out for that and. If you haven't
2: noticed it, before. I have not noticed that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna notice that and, and see nothing else. I'm going sure. I'm jazz going to jazz hands. Jazz hands. Um, so we've got a ten and a nine. Stewie, what are you saying? Nine as well. Ooh, half scoring here.
1: Right then. Uh, can I ask him? Of course, mm-hmm. he did. He did miss four games because he got suspended. Of course, during that period. So was it four games? Yeah, four, four games. games right? yeah. So, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He missed chances, of scoring goals, and those four games. So, oh, okay, right. Fair he enough. still, he still should have five by this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah. Right then, a 10 and two nines for, for Captain Fantastic Morsey. Another one, another talisman, swashbuckling down the right-hand side. Wes, Burns, baby, Burns. Roscoe, kick us off with Wes Burns. Oh, <laughs> sipping a bit of water there.
1: Um, he's been all right again. Um, he's had a few... <laughs> I think it's been a few games where I've been a bit underwhelmed by him a little bit. But um, he, he has been, a, once again, another key part of this team. Um He's been scoring goals. He's in double figures now, isn't he? Is he 11 goals? 11 goals, 11 goals. yeah. 11 goals. Um, yeah, seven goals under McKenna, um, which has been fantastic. He's, he's creating stuff, you know, rampaging up up and down, um, cuts in. He's taken a few knocks as of late. But, um, yeah, I think uh, he's a key player in his team. And, uh, of course, fans love him. Fans mm-hmm. love him. All the players love him. He's got his hair. Happy days. Mm-hmm.
2: Watto, a man who is diametrically opposite to you, hair hair wise. Um, I don't know about about space wise. I reckon you've probably got a bit of turn of pace. Those, uh...
3: <laughs> Come on, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm devastatingly bald. I'll give you that one. But let's not. I'm not going to get involved in any kind of foot race with Wes Burns or any professional footballer for that matter. Um... I want to see
2: it. I want to see it. I once had someone. I remember now. One of the K O Army a year a couple of years ago, uh, back when Chambers was here was desperately messaging us to see if we could genuinely set up a foot race between him and Luke Chambers because he thought he'd take Chambers out. No problem. Never happened. But there you go. I'm digressing. Burns, seven goals in those 15 games under McKenna. Average rating, I think, came out at 6.7. Tell me more about him, Stewie.
3: Yeah, it's, it's it's a strange one, isn't it? As Ross has kind of alluded to, despite the fact that his seven goals under McKenna mm-hmm. as a right wing back is, is a ridiculous return. Um, but yeah, there have been games where his end product hasn't quite been there. I think it's improved in, in the last few games. I think McKenna has clearly worked on him changing the style of his final delivery. His, by his own admittance earlier in the season, his plan was get to get to the byline and hit it as hard as I can into the box and and hope that Macaulay Bond is there. And, and that happened quite a lot. Um... It was beginning to get he was beginning to sort of thrash at a few of these crosses and a few were flying over the bar and behind the goal. And last few games, clearly they've worked on just players composing themselves when they get to the byline and working on these cutbacks. A lot of the goals have been coming from from measured cutbacks and Burns has improved that, but he doesn't look like he's at full steam to me at the moment. I don't know whether it's just a long season and a few knocks catching up on him. Um but he's not, he's not been quite at his uh, devastating best. But mm. but those goals, you can't look beyond those, can you?
2: Owner of the best thigh tattoo in the town squad, Hutchie, which now is important to you. Um, what have you made of Wes Burns?
0: I've currently got a thigh tattoo. <laughs> have you? Yeah, I have. My daughter put one on me yesterday, a Disney one. It's got Anna wow. and Christoph, Sven, Elsa, Prince Hans from Frozen all on there. So... She's already got a tattoo gun. That's bold. Yeah. Yeah. She, yeah. We just, let, we just let her loose with, with that. Um, yeah. So yeah. Uh, Wes Byrne, I think I'm going to take the cheeks way out and say that Stu's summed up Wes Byrne's perfectly there. He's, he's not the flight. He's not quite the flying, the flying winger that's squaring up to people and simply beating them for pace and hustle that he, that he has been this season. Mm. Um, some things have taken its toll there. Maybe, um, but you can't look beyond the goals. That's like one in two <laughs> from from wing back is um, is a bit silly, really. So Burns certainly... by name,
2: Burns by nature. Give us yeah. a score. Eight. A solid eight. The Craig goals Re- have saved him. Craig Revel Warren over there. Um, Watto. Eight. Point five. Yeah, there we go. He squeezes out the extra half mark.
0: Let's just do it out of twenty.
2: <laughs> if you're going to do, do that, let's just do it. You've given him
1: seventeen. <laughs> eight eight point five. Rossi, what are you saying? I'm giving him a seven for his shirt number and his seven goals. Okay, so. fair enough.
2: Seven. So Rossi started to, to skew towards the lower end of the scale now. Right then, boys. Um, Lee Evans, someone we've not seen for a while. He's been injured. Um, normally would be. A shoe in to start in midfield alongside Sam Morsey. He's played six games under McKenna. Average score of seven. Average rating of seven per game. Hutchie. Lee Evans.
0: I think that's a quite a quite nice way of summing up Lee Evans. Uh, uh, seven on a rating is a very good, solid mm. performance. That, that, that's a very solid contribution to your team if you get if you get a seven. And I think Lee Evans, more often than not, We'll give you will give you that there's the occasional eight in there there's the occasional six on the on the days where town don't quite tick but all in all he will give you uh he'll give you a solid performance which facilitates others to go and do go and do their thing Not, notably Sam Morsi under Kieran McKenna um and also he plays quite an important role in getting the wide players into the game um
2: so yeah a solid contributor that they've absolutely missed. Hmm. Watto, earlier in the season, Evans was was much maligned. He was a bit of a becoming a bit of a scapegoat for town fans. I know our old friend David Fisher from the Kawe fans social, um, who hates everyone and everything, particularly doesn't like Lee Evans. Um Watto, what what do you make of Lee Evans? Is it odd you think that there was that kind of feeling about Evans to begin with? And has that changed, you would say now?
3: Yeah, I think it I think the narrative around him has has slowly changed. I think um, we talk about sort of vibes going into these ratings. I think sometimes players become better when they're out the team or you only only notice Hmm. what what they bring when they're out the team. And that's definitely been the case with Lee Evans. There was a lot of noise around Sam Morsi's absence during that four-game suspension. But I think that Ipswich, in, in different ways, have missed Lee Evans just as much during during his injuries um so yeah it's just not the most sexy position in the world is it you know we we had that conversation with Cole Scooz on and off Mm. for for many years that sort of sitting and sort of dictating play and taking the ball off the back three and just knitting everything together doesn't always catch the eye but you need someone to do it and I think Lee Evans was doing it really well and, and also added a bit of much needed physicality to this side he wins a lot of Wins a lot of headers in in midfield, and um, it's a fairly undersized team. And I think they miss Lee Evans in that respect when he's not in there as well. So um, I really like Lee Evans, and I think they've missed him a lot. Mm. Detective Sergeant Colskews,
2: you mean? Obviously, uh, under the <laughs> upcoming Andrew Warren book. I mean, not you, not everyone can be sexy boys, can they? I mean, look at the four of us for for example. You need those people just doing solid work, maybe not looking the best faces for radio, but doing that work that gets the team to the top. Rossi, Lee Evans.
1: I like him. I like him a lot. Um just solid in that midfield. And once again, it's just our luck, you know, that some of Sam Morsey and Lee Evans. That duo was back working well. And then Lee Evans gets injured and or Sam Morsey gets suspended. Um and now they're both injured. Um and now we've got Tyreek Backerson and Tom Carroll. Tom Carroll is not Daryl Fletcher's favourite player at all either. Um that's for another <laughs> that show. Um but yeah, he's just been solid. Um it's just been a shame he's, of his injuries. Um hopefully when he comes back he will be a big player. Um we just need him back ASAP because I think that's what we're lacking in that midfield is a bit of muscle.
2: Yeah, he's he is a bit of a unit, isn't he, Evans? Um Hotchy, you're our own unit with your calves and your eyelashes. Um give us a score for Evans. <laughs> eyelashes unit are they that's the uh, that's the, yeah. the top the topping on on top of the cake. Okay. Um seven. seven. Seven seven for Lee Evans, very solid, very, very good indeed. Watto, you going seven? Uh, eight. Eight for Evans, Rossi. Um seven. Seven, two, sevens and eight. Right then. Um we've got nine players left. This is gonna be a bit of an epic podcast today, friends. It looks like we're already on forty-five minutes, so settle in. If you need a wee, maybe pause us now um, because we've got quite a lot still to discuss. Going to continue with this, though, because it's good quality content. Right then, let's do the next two players together because they're kind of the backup midfield options. Tyreek Backinson and Tom Carroll, um, generally competing to start alongside either Morsey or Evans when one or or both are out or unavailable.
3: Um, Siri, tell us about Tyreek and Tom Carroll. Completely different to, to Morsey and Evans in terms of the dynamic that they bring. Um Backinson, I've kind of summed up by saying he can he can make the, the difficult look easy and he can make the, the easy look difficult. He, he frustrates me. You can see that there's a lot of potential and ability there, but there's some some serious raw edges to round off at, at the moment. So that's my summary of him. Carol, um neat and tidy player. You can see reasons why he's, he's played. Uh, in the Premier League a significant number of games the injuries have kind of led him to this point um I'd be interested to see if he if he can get a run of games what he can bring to the table i thought i thought he did really well actually once he got up to the speed of the game um, last weekend hmm. um rossi, what are your thoughts on on this pair?
1: Well, if we didn't sign back in general, we wouldn't have really another midfielder. Um, so maybe that was a smart move. Maybe they were preparing for some injuries in that midfield. Um, pretty much what Echo, what Stu said, really. I think he looks good at times, but then he also has moments where, what are you doing? Where, why are you tackling there? Or why are you? That's a bad pass. Um, Tom Carroll, is, once again, yeah, he, he's proven that he has played in the Premier League before, but there's times also Sideways, bit crab-like, as a dare official would say. Um, but, yeah, just they've been all right once again.
2: OK, just to dot the I's and cross the T's before we come to you, Hutchie, for your thoughts and the scores. Tyreek Backinson played nine games qualifying under McKenna, average score of 6.4. Carroll's played six, average score of 5.8. On you go.
0: Uh, I think they're both better when they play with Sam Morsey. Um and the fact that Ipswich have had to use them as a pairing is I don't think they're a natural pair. I think they're maybe both. And this isn't necess- necessarily a criticism. They're both maybe a bit too passive mm. in terms of um, their the way they playing midfield, they haven't got the same there's no mid but they're, when they're together, there's not quite the thrust out of midfield that that Morsi's able to give. So I think they've both kind of been hindered by the fact they've had to play together as, as as harsh as that's as that sounds. Um but but when they've been playing with with one of the more established midfielders, I think you're able to see their qualities a bit more. Backinson's growing on me actually as the games go by there is the odd rocket ball in there that's just kind of you do scratch your head, um, and he—he he isn't quite the physical presence that we've talked about. Lee Evans being Carroll did have a very good game, I thought, second half in particular on Saturday. But he would look—he would—he would be so much better alongside someone like Morsi. So, I think they both have something. Backinson in particular, is growing on me. Um, but the fact they're kind of had to be used as a duo hmm. hasn't been great for the team. Would be, okay. would be my assessment of
2: them. Kick us off with some scores then. Pair of sixes. Pair of sixes. Can't say fairer than that. Watto. Same. Two sixes. Rossi. same Sixes all round for Tariq Backinson and Tom Carroll. Right then, boys, let's move on to the kind of forwards, the ones operating just behind or alongside the strikers. Um, three of them here, Sonia Luco, Connor Chaplin, First, Ancelini. Before we get onto the strikers, let's start with the man who's played the most games out of that group, which is Connor Chaplin. Thirteen games under McKenna, surprisingly low average of six point three. Um, when you look at the scores that he's been given, Hutchie, most of the time he's been getting sixes. Um, what can we say about Connor Chaplin?
0: Yeah, I, I like Connor Chaplin as a, as a player, um, but there are there are games where. I come away from it thinking that I I love the effort I what you get with Chaplin is is pure effort. Um he's a pest. He pops up in funny areas on the pitch in, in a good way. Um he's a good character. He can threaten the goal as well. Um but a, a fair few of those appearances. How many appearances did you say that he had? 13. Yeah, a few of those are going to have come from the bench, which yeah. is where which is where maybe his average has come down a little bit. But I I kind of feel like he's not quite at the the kind of level he has been for them. Um, mm. At other points during the season, he obviously scored an important winner against Gillingham, which was a which was a big goal and the kind of goal that we know he can score. So he has he certainly contributed, but maybe maybe not quite to the level that he has previously in the season. And I've guessed maybe some of that's down to being in and out of the team every week.
2: Mm. Would you agree with that, Stewie?
3: Yeah, I was just having a look while Andy was talking. I think his longest run in the team has been four successive starts. Um, Mm. Mentioned the winner against Gillingham. He got the winner against Accrington as well. So you always feel like he, he brings a goal threat to the team that there'll be a moment where he's alive in the box and, and can finish. Um, He's always busy. He's always got that infectious energy about him. Sometimes it's not always directed in the correct manner. It doesn't feel like it's as joined up with the rest of the team that he's someone who's just sort of here, there and everywhere if you look at his heat map. Um, so, yeah, he's been good, but it still hasn't quite found his his role, his place within this team, I would I would suggest, just yet.
2: OK, Rossi, what, what do you make of Connor Chaplin?
3: I like him as a player. Um, he can
1: come up with some goals as well. You know, some of the goals he's scored have been, has been fantastic. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, he's not really had that chance of running the team. Um, he needs to improve on his set pieces. We're we're not very well at corners. Is just horrendous. So I'm very close to where most of the time when he takes corners, I'm just watching and I'm like, this is probably not even going to beat the first man. Um, so I think we need to improve on that. But overall, he is just a, a solid player, and he is here, there, and everywhere, as the boys have said. I, I look up and. He's there and it's like, oh, he was over there just a minute ago. But um but no, if he could get a run on the team, he can show the quality once again. I just can't believe we've signed players like Connor Chaplin for League One. He was in a promotion a playoff place team last season with Barnsley. So yeah, if he get that run on the team, I think he's gonna be a key player again.
2: Just start telling him, Rossi, before he takes corners, make sure this is a good one. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I I scored twenty five goals when I was fourteen, Connor. Um, know how to play football. Just get it in just get it in the air. Come on, do a good good corner um hutchy conor chaplin 6.3 was his average what are you saying seven seven uh mr universe (laughs) whatto
1: seven (laughs) yes seven rossi full house i want to give him a seven but give him a seven then I gave Wes Burns a seven, and Wes Burns has scored seven goals. Collar Chaplin scored three goals under McKenna. Half mark? I, uh, I don't want to do half mark. I think that's Stu's ball game. I think that's what <laughs> I'll let him do that. Um I don't like to get told off by Hutchie. Um, uh, why not give him a seven? Why not? Seven. There
2: we go. I like the way that Stu, it's Stu, only Stu is allowed to give half marks. Superb. Right then. Sevens all round. Uh, next up, the mystery man, the enigma. The man that can turn the game, but also can be fairly anonymous. Bursant Selina, twelve games he's played. I think his average score was somewhere in the region of six point seven, something like that. Um, Stewie Bursant Selina.
3: Um, <clears throat> he's got better in the last few games. Into he, he's another one who's never had that sort of run. It's been him and Chaplin tend to have kind of come in as a pair to play as those dual number tens and then they will go both drop out the team and both come back into the team. So again he's been a little bit sort of held held back by that. That the thought that when Ipswich signed Burst and Selena we all couldn't believe that they'd got him in League One. And if you'd have said well he'll be a he'll be a rotation player come the back end of the season you wouldn't you wouldn't have believed that. Um I'm sure he's like Chaplin got got some frustrations behind the scenes. Has he completely grasped his chances with, with both hands? questioning myself again probably not but um he's someone that got that x factor he's someone that while he's on the pitch you feel he can he can have that moment at magic and he's yeah. had a hand in he's he was really lively when he stepped off the bench against Morecambe looked like the player most likely to for Ipswich to get the winner there and then he's had a hand in in two goals at Fleetwoods when he got moved further forward and then he's had a hand in two goals in the following game, which you'll have to remind me what it was, what came after Fleetwood. It was a home Lincoln game, wasn't it? The home 2-0 win. So um, we maybe underestimate because he, because he's not got that sort of busyness of Connor Chaplin and he doesn't maybe necessarily contribute defensively as much. Hmm. We maybe underestimate just how much of a contribution he does have in, in, unlocking that door sometimes.
2: Can we start using that as a backhanded compliment boys? Um, obviously players have to grab the opportunity with both hands. Can you start hmm. using referring to players only grabbing their opportunity with one hand when they've, they've already <laughs> not done it. Um, Rossi, first Salina.
1: He's another player that needs to improve on his set pieces. Cause he's also does set pieces if Connor Chapman's not on the pitch. And, um, it's been some, yeah, debatable crosses and free kicks. But, um, yeah, when I, when I watch him, I do, I do go, wow. Some of the stuff he does, mm. uh, some of the step overs and stuff, but, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's weird to think he is a bit of a bit part player at the moment. You know, coming off the bench, he does start as well. He, I did like him in that centre-mid role. I didn't mind that. What, what game was that again? I've forgotten now. Fleetwood. Started there at Fleetwood. Fleetwood. Started Fleetwood and, of course, he then moved on, you know, and was part of those two goals. But um, he's done what he's had to do. Um, I think he needs a few more goals, maybe, because um, he scored Burton's and a little tapping against Burton in the 3-0 win. Mm. But... um. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping we're going to get some more from him for the rest of the season.
2: The X Factor that's burst into Selena, Hutchie. Give us your thoughts and then our score. Uh,
0: he's, trend, he's trending in the right direction. Um, I'd quite like them to sign him full-time. Um, but for his work under McKenna, I'm just going to give him a seven for now. But it's trending upwards. Do you think it, you mentioned you'd like him to sign him? Is that something that is
2: realistic? I think it would need some work, but I don't mm. think it's unrealistic. Okay. Seven for Selena. Rossi? Six. Ooh, six from Rossi. Stewie? Seven. 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 Two sevens and a six for and Selena, right then. The player who was the worst summer signing, according to yours truly, wasn't going to do anything. Sonny Aluko. Um Hutchie, was that just a an audible yawn there? <laughs> uh, potentially, I've just coughed, and ah, okay. then, it's, then it's led to a yawn. Ah, okay, fair enough. It's not it's not my hosting that's, that's no. sending you to sleep. Um, Sonny Luco, he's certainly not been sending you to sleep, has he? What a segue. No, um, no. I think we all we all quite like watching Sonny play, don't we?
0: Um, you can see his quality on the ball. He keeps it really nicely. He uses it well. He's intelligent. He's clearly a very good influence around the the club. Um, and he is a, another member of this kind of attacking three that now goes into two uh to playing games who who contributes he's been in and out of the team as well, but um but has
2: delivered when he's come into it so um yeah, very solid performer eight games six point eight average couple of nine out of tens in there, Stewie, what have you made of sonne?
3: yeah, he's silky smooth to watch isn't he um Maybe we kind of fall into a bit of recency bias when we're kind of waxing lyrical about him because that game against Lincoln is so so fresh in the memory. But he hasn't actually played that much under McKenna. He kind of started the first, where well, it was that unchanged team for the first three games, wasn't it? And it was him in behind the Bash brothers. But he's not played that that much. I'm just having a look at his, uh, his stats. He started against Burton, Morecambe and, and Lincoln. And then you're going back to to Wimbledon before that. So um, when he's played, he's been he's been good to watch. But he hasn't played played it a huge amount, but he's he certainly uh, he's playing a very very solid role within this squad for sure. Mm. Uh,
2: Rossi Stewie said that Sonne can dribble his way out of a telephone box, which I very much enjoy. Um, have you been impressed with him?
1: Yeah, um, age is just a number, um, as I say. Um, not for, not for you, months. mate. Not oh. for
2: you. Under the Ross Hall's method, he'd be out the door three <laughs> yeah. years
1: ago. That's what That's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm changing <laughs> my mind now because of Sonny Oluko. Um, but, yeah, I echo what Stu said. He hasn't actually played that much under McKenna, really. Um, he's had a few, you know, sub appearances. He's, you know, he's been replaced early as well. But, um, yeah, the Lincoln game sort of showed up a lot of people of um, saying, yeah, Sonny's still got it. So, um, a new deal, possibly, for him?
2: Hmm. Yeah, certainly.
1: Hotchi, um, give us a score seven seven rossi looking back at all my ratings i've, I've had a mare really um <laughs> I, you know i want to move west birds to eight now uh but i don't think it's allowed um
2: can't so, do it retrospectively i'm afraid
1: yeah okay um sonny i'm gonna give him a seven
2: seven you're kind of doing the, the old imperceptible kind of going with it aren't you? going with the flow just remind you to give a 10 to christian walton um, at the start, uh, and Take it's been all, right. been all over the place since then. Stewie, what's the score you're giving sonne
3: Same as Chaplin, same as Selena, a seven. Seven, a a solid a seven. Part of an attack but obviously hasn't uh, hasn't been scoring loads of goals. They've been they've been okay, but there's there's room for improvement. Perfect segue then onto the strikers. Four strikers left to
2: to consider and rate, boys. Let's start with the man who's, who's played the most games, but hasn't scored or has scored once in 22 games now, Macaulay Bond. Uh, 10 games, I think he's average out at 5.8. Um, I'm going to come to you, Rossi, because he's your boy. Macaulay Bond.
1: Ah, oh, poor Macca. Poor, poor Maca. One goal. The foot- last one was against Gillingham, and uh, yeah, he's not, he's not been at it, has he, unfortunately. Um, I do feel sorry for him. I think there's been times where he just hasn't, been at it um he's, he's worked hard, Denny, he works hard then he works hard he, he did a right on on saturday he worked his butt off but um yeah it just hasn't been the same you know since that unbelievable start um we, we spoke about it a few weeks ago didn't we you know it's just been disappointing for him um and yeah i just i hope there's a goal coming if he's if that goal should have counted on saturday that should have hopefully been the a chance for him to go on a run of scoring but yeah it's just not worked out for him the last two months and um I don't know where the next goal will be coming for him. That's the, the sad thing about it.
2: Mm. sure we know, it, well, it certainly looks like Caden Jackson's going to be out for a little while now. So is McCauley Bond the obvious person to turn to in that, in that scenario? What have you made of Macaulay under McKenna?
3: The fact that that's even up for debate probably yeah. tells you kind of how McCauley's season has, has unraveled, um, since that remarkable start. Um, I don't know how much time we're gonna to have to talk about Oxford, but with with Caden Jackson out, I, I really don't know who McKenna will turn to, whether it's whether it's Bon, whether it's Norwood, whether it's Piggott now. Um yeah, I d I don't really know what else to say about him. He's uh he's uh he's struggled a little bit of, of late McCall. He's not lacked for for um for passion, never does with him, but it's just strikers are judged on goals and they've just not been happening for him and getting that one ruled out at the end on Saturday kind of summed up his uh, his recent frustrations. Hutchie, a man who boasts a similar physique to Macaulay Bond. Um,
2: <laughs> I'll try to cheer you up mate. Uh Macaulay Bond what are we saying about him? Give us a score.
0: Oh, I don't need cheering up and Macaulay Macaulay Bond doesn't need to have his physique compared to mine. I tell
1: you,
3: I tell you that. Come on Molly. He's
0: <laughs> the man's in great shape. I am I am not. Um <laughs> He, he's. I thought he. I thought he did well when he came off the bench on Saturday. Uh, obviously, the goal should have stood at the end. Um, I liked what I saw from him in terms of a bit more zip about him. And if it, I probably would be turning to him now. Um, now, if if Caden's out for a time, but it's it's been no getting away from it. It's been a tough time. Those two misses at, at Morecambe were were. Chances he should have gobbled up and he would have done in September, October. Mm. So it's been um it's been a tough time for him. Um but I think he's a player that has got so much goodwill kind of going towards him. Everybody connected with Ipswich wants to see him doing the business because mm. it means so much to him. So um so yeah, it's been it's been tough watching him actually. It's not it's not been enjoyable at all. Give us a score then.
2: Five. Five, so if he's Macaulay Bon, under your estimation, you would be McCauley Bun, is that right? Cream Bun, yeah, <laughs> Macaulay Cream Bun. Five from Hutchie Rossi, what are you going to give your boy? You can't give him a 10.
1: Yeah, so, sorry, sorry, Macca. Um, I think he'd understand. I think, yeah, I think anybody will understand. You know, only one goal in the last 20 odd games, not great. Um, yeah, I'm going to round it up to just five as well. Um, I okay, think that's
2: fair. Five. Two fives, Watto. Anything different there?
3: No, nope. five from me as well. He did. He did score against Gillingham in the early days and, and played his part in the in the the McKenna reign, getting off to a to a good start. And played in those few games that probably probably rescues him a five then. Mm. Caden Jackson next then, boys. Another one of these resurgent
2: players under McKenna. Uh, he's played nine games. He's got a whole point average higher rating than McCauley Bond, six point eight over those games. Hutchie, you're nodding away. Caden Jackson.
0: Yeah, I, I, this was a difficult one. I found this a difficult one to rate um, in in a few ways, but it's been a resurgence, hasn't it? It's um, we had a, a front cover of our of our uh, pre match supplement in the newspaper ahead of last weekend's game, which was ha- half Caden Jackson, half um, half zombie, which is kind of back a back from the dead vibe, mm. but. Do you ever come back from genuinely? Can you come back from being a zombie? Has that ever? Does that ever happen in in films? Is it? Like, if if you are a zombie, is there uh, a scenario where you go back? Because I, I was questioning
3: that whether
1: you get you get the zombies kill.
3: breaking out from from the graveyard, don't you? You see the fists sort of break out through through the mur- mud. But is they never
2: turn. They be? never. They never turn back though, do they? You never. You never go from zombie back to to human. That's a good point. Maybe um, there's a... I thought they'd made all of the films by this point because you're getting,
0: like, three, like, trilogies and four sequels to them. Maybe there's a film for us to make there of the first, like, zombie-back-to-human thriller. I like it. I like it. And we've got the
2: perfect man to start in the leading role, yeah. Caden Jackson.
0: late leading role. Caden Caden <laughs> Jackson to take the leading role. But, yeah, he's... It, it, it's been good to see someone get a spring, like, a real spring in their step, particularly in the, that area of the pitch. And I think you can visibly you could visibly see the kind of the boost that Kieran McKenna has given Caden Jackson when you watch him play at the moment um obviously there's some goals in there um the the Burton performance was outstanding um and um yeah he's been it, it if bonds kind of been tough to watch because we we've, we've all wanted wanted him to do it so much like Jackson's been an absolute pleasure mm. to watch just to watch just to watch someone enjoying themselves after a, a tough time is um
2: it's a good pleasure to have, isn't it? A simple pleasure, a good pleasure. Mm. I do worry that I we've jinxed um, Caden with the zombie front cover because obviously he's going to get injured now. Um, Rossi, Caden Jackson, been good, hasn't
1: he? Yeah, he's been good. Um, yeah, like many other players, you've just thought his career at town was dead. Um, but... We've already done that pun, so I'll move on from that. Um, But no, yeah, it's it's been great to see a smile on his face, scoring a few goals. Um, He loves doing the jump in air celebration. um, And it's just great. But now, of course, he he just joins a list of the cursed players after having a good little bit of form, gets injured. So, um, no, it's been great. And um, hopefully it's not too bad, but it does look bad, the injury.
2: Mm, yeah, Yeah, hamstring's not good, especially for a player like Caden Jackson, who's all about pace. Stewie?
3: Yeah, not not much more to add them than, than what the boys have said. Really, he's, he's from the MK Dons performance. It looked like they were using him properly. They had a game plan for him, and with the backing of a manager that believed in him, he's he's he has taken it with not just one hand, Mark. He's taken it with both hands. Um, and yeah, it was a real a real shame to see him limp off at, at the weekend. He's um, he's been good.
2: Right then, Hutchie, give us a score for Caden. All things considered,
0: where where he's come from to this point, I'm going to give him a, Give him an eight. Eight. Motto?
2: I've also got eight written down. Rossi? That is three eights. Three eights. Fantastic. Right then, let's do the final two players together. Um, two strikers, James Norwood and Joe Piggott. Norwood obviously had that tremendous December. He was the original resurgent player. Um, came back one cry of the month. Um, He's played nine games under Kieran McKenna and he is the lowest average rating um, of those who qualify. 5.7 under Hutchie's scores. And Joe Piggott's only played four, obviously. He only scored three goals all season, not scored since October. And his average rating on those four games is 6.3. So I'm going to start with you, Hutchie. What What can we say about these two?
0: Yeah, like Nor- Norwood's peak came, kind of came pre-McKenna, really, didn't he? He did score at Gillingham in that. In that game, um,
1: hmm.
0: and obviously, did he score the winner against Wickham? He did, didn't he? Yeah. So, so he, he kind of he was kind of on on the peak then when um, when McKenna took over. So he enjoyed, he helped the manager get off to a really good start. But since then, I really don't like him in the kind of the left sided forward role that we've seen him in a couple of occasions. I don't think you get the best out of him there. He's a central striker all day long. That that that's what he that's what he needs to be, and that that opportunity hasn't really been there so much for him. He's had games where he's gone through it and not um not seen an awful lot of the ball. Um Joe Piggott. Joe Piggott's, he's got he's we've talked about him quite a lot in the last month, haven't we? I think he's yeah. got he's got his pluses. He um there's some nice, you know, some nice movement. Um his use of the ball at Fleetwood was was decent, should have scored at Fleetwood. But I just don't see a player that. It, I don't see a player that's really threatening. It, it doesn't feel like a, a threat to the opposition, too much, mm. um, when he's on the pitch. To me, again, he's not had he's not had a consistent run of games to try and show that. But when he has been on the pitch, I've wanted
3: to see more from him.
2: Okay, Stewie, your thoughts on that striking
3: duo? Yeah, the the Norwood one comes with the caveat of him not not playing in his in his best position. He's a, he's best between the width of the penalty box and scoring goals. He's been asked to sort of do a, a job for the team. So while they've played to Jackson's strengths, maybe Norwood's been a victim of having to do a job for the team a little bit more. But yeah, he did score the winner against Wickham. He did get the opener against Gillingham in the four 0 win that came came after that. Um. Piggott, I'll be a little bit more generous too. I think he's um, given his lack of games this season. I think it's been very difficult for him to suddenly be parachuted in at times and and make an impact. I think he's their best sort of link striker, back-to-goal type striker. He's been denied by the post on at least a couple of occasions. If one of those goes in, it could be a different story. If Spots are maybes, I know. But um, he's the only one of these four strikers that's... Uh, under contract going into to next season. So who knows, maybe maybe come the come McKenna's decision for selection on Saturday, that that may come into his thinking a little bit. I don't know.
2: Anything else to add, Rossi, we'll on these two?
3: It's just mad that we have Joe Piggott and James Nord on
1: the bench in League One. Any other League One club would snap that you know, our hand off to, to sign one of these players. But um just yeah, they haven't enough game time. Um but when you got Kane Jackson in form and but now he's injured, so now it's a chance for one of those to step up and score the goals for us because that's what we need.
2: Right then, final ratings, Hutchie. Um, Norwood and Piggott, what are your scores for these boys?
3: You're on mute. Ten? Two, five,
2: two oh. fives. <laughs> two fives, wow. I thought you are going to score. Right then, Stewie, um, two fives, anything different there?
3: Um, I might bump Piggott up to a 5.5. 5. Oh, Hutchie loves that. Look his little face. I'm only doing it. I hadn't actually planned to do any half points, but he told me off air before we started <laughs> that they were illegal. So that was a... That was they're, a not al- they're not point. illegal.
0: No, 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 no. They're legal. The ho- the host has said they're legal. I, d- I just think it's I'm a cheat. Just frowned bit. upon. I think it's Huch- a cheat. It's a cheat's way out. You may as well Huch- do it out of 20.
2: Hutchie just thinks <laughs> they're, they're disgusting. Um, Roscoe scores. Yeah,
1: they're, they're both getting a five.
2: Both getting a five. Here endeth our epic player ratings roundup, boys. That's taken a lot longer than I thought it would. Um, But hopefully some interesting content. Just one final rating out of 10. The team as a whole under McKenna in the first 15 games. I'm springing this one on you, so think on the fly. And I'm going to start with Rossi, so he can't just say what everyone else says. Out of 10.
1: (laughs) Um, Seven out of 10. I think they've been all right. Uh, There's been a few... Great days, but there's also been some bad games. I know Cheltenham was just Cheltenham playing, boring Cheltenham, but um, I think seven's a fair rating.
2: Seven out of 10. Some might suggest that's maybe a bit low for a team I'm beating in nine and 11 clean sheets in 15. Um, <laughs>
3: uh Some might say I, I probably would agree. Um, <clears throat> well, I do get what Ross is saying. They have ultimately not... The Wickham game was, was the first one, but since then they haven't beaten... The teams above them that they need to catch. Eight. I was thinking of adding a point five on, but oh. I'll, I'll go. <clears throat> uh, no, I'll go eight point five. Go on, 8.5.
2: eight point five. Eight point two five. Don't do that! Don't do that to me. So we've got a seven from Rossi. Uh, At eight point five from Stewie. Uh, Hutchy, what are you saying? Uh, I'm going to get.
0: I'm going to give them an eight. I, I I love how solid they've become. I love when everyone is available in the midfield. What they've, how they've built that. Um, what's missing is goals, 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 and bucket loads of goals. Um, and those big wins. But I, I, look, the stats you've reeled off there about the clean sheets are that's incredibly that's so impressive to have kind of done that to a team that was conceding goals regularly. So eight for me. Not impressive to Ross.
2: <laughs> um,
1: Not in the playoffs, are we? Not in the playoffs. True. Uh,
2: we need it to be showering goals, don't we, Roscoe? That's what we need <laughs> um, going forward. Right then, boys, I'm going to make an executive decision now as host of this podcast. Mailbag is going to be put on hold because otherwise, we've been going for almost an hour and 15 minutes already there is a press conference this afternoon if we carry on with everything we'll still be here talking so mailbag is going to be held we'll hold those questions in abeyance so thanks to everyone who got involved and next time we do a mailbag potentially next week we'll go back and answer those questions so they, they will be answered but, but let's skip forward now because there's two big games to talk about this weekend and the biggest my friends the biggest is happening at the gold star ground in Felixstowe on sunday live on the BBC Red Button, live on BBC Radio Suffolk. Ipswich Town Lady are about to make history when they play their FA Cup quarterfinal against the mighty hammers of West Ham United, the only third-tier team left in the competition. Roscoe, I'm giving it the big build-up here. How excited are we for this game? And more importantly, have we... Got a chance. We know they played Man City a couple of years ago in a, in a game since expunged from the record books, but it did happen and they got tonked 10 0. No shame there. They were a league down than they are now. Man City, superpower. West Ham United, yes, they're a super league team, but they're lower down in the super league. Certainly not the power that a Man City or a, an Arsenal or someone like that would be. So, how are we feeling about this, Roscoe?
1: A lot, a lot of people just buzzing. You know, it's a big game for, for the football club in, in general, really. You know, on telly. Big crowds, um, quarterfinals of a, a cup competition, the FA Cup. Um, it is going to be a, a very good occasion for all the players, all the fans going to watch. I'm sure it's going to inspire the next generations of you know female women's players. I don't know why I said both female <laughs> <of the> words. <laughs> I, don't know why I said that, um, but no, it's it's going to be an exciting day, um, and it is going to be a different to the West Ham game because you no know, to the Man City game because is at Felix Do, we're a league higher, more experienced players in our team. Our younger players have got a bit older, experienced other things. It's gonna be a very good day. And um yeah, it's a big game. I'm gonna say big because it is um yeah, I'm looking forward to it.
2: Two was it two thousand people are gonna be there. Um yeah. by far the, the biggest crowd that the ladies would ever have played in front of. Have have they got a chance? I mean, it is a it would be it's a big ask, isn't it? But it's not completely out of the question.
1: No, I don't think it's out of question. Um, you know, the magic of the FA Cup and all that. Um, West Ham they're they're a good team. They've got a few internationals in their side. Um but on Felixo's pitch, mm. anything can happen. Um yeah, I can't I can't see us conceding ten goals like we did against Man City, but that was a, a long time ago. Um it will be a tough game. I think we just gotta win those fifty fifties, um, and just get in, get in in their faces and uh hopefully we can Maybe he's nicking an early goal to settle on nerves. But, um, yeah, it's going to be an interesting watch.
2: It's going to be amazing, isn't it? To be live on, on the BBC Red Button as well is fantastic. Uh, and if you want a proper build-up to that game, Rossi's done a special Tractor Girls Talk podcast, which should be beneath this one in your feed. Um, so go back and listen to that. Obviously, um, we'll be there on, on Sunday. Rossi will be there taking pictures. And Liam from Crew will be penning as a report. You can follow it live, as I say, on, on the BBC as well. Um, so look out for that one. Um, the day before, though, boys, moving away from the ladies in the biggest game of the weekend, there's a there's a there's another big game at Oxford United for the men. Um, eight games left. Town are on 60 points. They really have to win pretty much all of their remaining games if they're going to have any hope of getting into the playoffs, which means they're going to have to go to Oxford United, realistically, a team in fourth place and win, um, which is a big ask. Stewie, how are you feeling about this one and, and what would you do with the town team?
3: Um, I thought when I looked at these kind of make-or-break fixtures at the end of March, Oxford away was was the most difficult. Out of the three, they've won five of their last six. Matty Taylor, a proven goal scorer, 19 goals this season for them up front. Brannigan's a player I really like in midfield. No Morsi is a concern for me going into this fixture. Um, I think it's a game we need to win to keep these Mm. faint hopes alive. I'm, I'm not sure they're going to with the, with the personnel and and where they're at sort of fitness wise with with people. Do we know if Morsey's Do we know Morsey's definitely out? He's, that's not been confirmed, is it? I mean, uh, not yet, but I would imagine. imagine having having come off two successive games in a row with a hamstring, I'd be surprised if he can if he can suddenly recover from from this one this time. But we'll we'll find out a bit more from from Makira McKenna this afternoon.
2: Yeah, we've got press this afternoon to so look out for updates from that. So we're speaking to Kieran um, Hutchie, Oxford United away. What do you have on your your little whiteboard of predictions going forward?
0: Yeah, my little whiteboard has got a, a D next to it for a draw. Um, they're, they're still they're they're two points ahead of my my schedule on on this, but my schedule did only have them reaching seventy five points, which I don't think will be enough. Mm. for sixth, for sixth place this year. So they do they do need to be ahead of schedule. Um yeah. We, we're used to Oxford Ipswich games being um being void of goals. They've played five times in League One and there's been one goal <laughs> in five matches. It's gonna go so, off this Saturday And that, and that was the one nil hope. Yeah. Um so but then you look. You look at Ox- Oxford are scoring. Oxford are scoring a lot of goals. They scored two in their last game. Four before that. Then two. Then four again. They scored four against Charlton in the middle of, in the middle of February. They've scored two against against Bolton. Another three against Portsmouth. They scored seven at
3: Gillingham. Um, They're conceding though. On the flip side, they are. That, I think. So what, Ipswich have conceded five in fifteen. Yeah. Under McKenna, Oxford have conceded twenty-four in their previous fifteen as well. So. On the flip side, they, they can be got at in, in that respect. But I, I don't know if these kind of end-to-end... We thought Portsmouth might be that sort of game when we looked at their record sort of coming into it. But but ultimately, it kind of shook out in a, in a nil-nil as well. So, hard to call, isn't it?
2: What are we doing with, what we doing with the side then, Hutchie? Morsey's out, Evans is out. Is it Backington and Carroll in midfield? And and who who's replacing Caden up top?
0: I'd have Bonn. I, I, I would go Bonn replacing... Replacing Jackson and yeah, it's Backinson and Carroll in midfield. That's um, I think I think is probably probably the way forward. I'd go Selena and Aluko potentially in that in that um that final third with mm. with Bon. And then uh, there's not an awful lot. Obviously, we know Burgess will play ahead of Edmondson. So I I do I'd, I'd be interesting to hear what McKenna says today about Lee Evans because he we're kind of getting to the territory where that that's a valid question for whether mm. how he's getting on with his recovery whether he might be back or not but my gut feeling is probably not and um and yeah I don't, I don't think there's an awful lot more to kind of debate about the
2: about the team this weekend sadly Luke I, I some and key I, men miss him I agree let's move on to to million pound pick touchy <laughs> <laughs> uh otherwise we're coming up to a full football match podcast at the moment um million pound picks what are you doing you, you lost you lost big last weekend my friend uh yeah um what, what are we doing this weekend
0: um lost half a million pounds so there's only half a million left uh do you know what i was gonna do put it and, all on. T- uh, i was gonna put all of it on um because i saw that the on on the the uh, the particular gambling site that I used to uh, find the odds for this, odds for the Eurovision Song Contest appeared. <laughs> um, so I was going to put every penny that was left on Ukraine to win that, um, but I've since learned that it's actually not until May. I oh. assume that the, I assume that those odds were because it was this weekend. It's not. It's not till the middle of May. So I will not be putting all of the money on Ukraine to win. Though I do think at even money. <laughs> And while I would never, ever encourage gambling, that seems like a good odds to me. That does seem like That's, a good bet. Uh, that seems like a good bet to me at this point. Absolutely. They have confirmed they are indeed entering. So I, I can't decide what to do. I'm going to let Stu pick. I've, no, I've got, you've got a choice of two. You've got a choice of two, and you've got and you've got fifty grand to spend, Stu. It's not enough, right? So it's either. Under 2.5 goals in this game or over 2.5 goals in this game. Um, and they are both five to six. Under. You're going to go under. Yeah. But I was minded to go over. So. Well, you, you gave the, the choice to me. me so. so I have Just... given the choice to you. So there we go. 50, 50 grand on under 2.5 goals.
2: Right then. Uh, and how much would that return?
0: Um, one second under two point five goals would be profit. Profit on that. Um, ninety-one thousand six hundred and sixty-six pounds and
2: sixty-seven pence. Cash money. Right then, predictions time. Watto, there's going to be less than two point five goals. Quite apt, you asked a question about half marks. Um, what's the score going to be? One point five to one. Well, it sound a bit.
3: <laughs> I said under two point five goals. I think there'll be two goals. I think they might both go to Oxford. Oh sorry.
2: no! Oh,
3: Rossi.
1: Oh, we're not going to get another nil nil. Surely we ca- it can't happen. It can't happen. Um, that is where I'm going to go. But I also think we're going to lose So one nil <laughs> Oxford. Yeah. You, you, so, how could you also you think they're going to lose? Did
2: you just say nil nil and then one nil Oxford and in the same breath? Yeah, because it's close, isn't it? It's close. <laughs> so what's your actual prediction? One nil or nil-nil? One nil Oxford. One nil Oxford. Two nil Oxford, one nil Oxford. Hutchie, what are you saying? I've got them down for a loss here as well. I've got two oh. two one two one. If town lose Oxford, is that it? Yeah. Done. I think yeah. so. Yeah, it is, yeah. Done. No Caden Jacksoning the season if they lose at Oxford. I'm saying five nil town um tremendous win <laughs> really fire themselves up towards that top six By well, then boys this has been an absolutely epic podcast and friends i hope you enjoyed it because it has been as i say almost a full football match of ipswich town chat is there any, anything else you want to mention before we go who needs a wee? that'll be me um anything anything to mention friends before i do my shambolic outro
3: no other business no other, no other business. business excellent
2: um so please support our sponsors manscape the code co at manscape.com for 20 percent off and free delivery order. excellent Clobber they've got on that site. Also support us across our social medias: Kings of Anglia on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And leave us five stars on iTunes, that helps people find us in the charts, visibility wise. And it's also nice to see those five star reviews. Had a couple of good ones this week. Um, I am now off, friends. Uh, I won't be around much celebration I can hear uh, for the next couple of weeks. So I'll leave you in the capable hands of the boys. Um, who knows who will step into the host chair? Will it be Jason Statham? Will it be Hutch Hogan? Will it be the prospect, Ross Halls, or will it be the grand poor sign, Mike Bacon? I'm excited to find out. I'll be listening to the pod over the next couple of weeks. So make them good ones, boys. I'm sure they will be. And also, friends, look out for Arnold Allen. If it's town fan, Arnold Allen has the biggest fight of his career at the O2 this weekend, live on BT Sport, co-main event of USC London. He's fighting Dan Hooker, a fight. If he wins, he will potentially be just one fight away from fighting for the title that Conor McGregor once held. That's how much of a big deal Arnold Allen is. Um, and that's how much of a proper sport we're talking about there. Um, right then, friends, have a great time. I will see you on the flip side of my break. Uh, hopefully, when I come back, Town are very much on the verge of the top six. Have a great uh, period. Enjoy the game this weekend, and I'll see you next time. From true crime to football, Brexit to football
1: more great podcasts from Archon, head to audioboom.com
3: slash channel slash Archon.